On this week's episode of the Two Tools Baseball Podcast, we start with a recap of a legendary World Baseball Classic final, and then we jump into some of our favorite bets for the 2023 regular season, award winners, projections, playoff results, breakout candidates, all of the storylines that we see coming true for the 2023 MLB season. It is opening day this week. We could not be more excited. Let's just jump right into it. Hello, listeners. My name is Alex Jonitz, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Travis Miller. I am more of a stats nerd. He was a total stud on his D3 college team. This is the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. Enjoy. What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Tools Baseball Podcast, episode 93. Alex and I are coming to you live. It is Tuesday, March 28th. Alex, we are officially, we're just about officially 48 hours from first pitch. Opening day is upon us. We have a jam-packed episode for you, listeners. Um, Another exciting episode as we get geared up for the 2023 season. Alex, we'll start off today by covering some World Baseball Classic updates and news. Of course, we saw that epic, epic final game and that epic final at bat. We'll elaborate more into that. We'll even cover a little bit of the 2026 World Baseball Classic, some exciting players coming up we could see on some of those rosters. Alex and I will get into our 2023 picks. We'll talk divisions, we'll talk awards, we'll talk stats, we think players can go over or under. Uh, it's going to be jam-packed, exciting. And then, of course, later tonight, me and Alex, we have to wrap up this episode. We have our draft. Fantasy draft is tonight. So jam-packed. I think baseball is on our mind for the next four hours. I'm really excited, Alex. Let's get going. World Baseball Classic. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, what what are your thoughts as a whole of this tournament? Two weeks, How just how exciting it was. Well, g- give, me, give, me, give me everything you got on that. So... I think as in, first I'll just say from a perspective of a fan of baseball, I think seeing Trout versus Otani is exactly something that everyone wanted to see, knowing the matchup was going to be Japan versus USA. And of course, we get it in the best possible scenario, which is going to be two outs, a chance to tie the game if you were to hit a home run. But, you know, a one-run game, two outs, and, uh, you know... The game is essentially on the line. Otani going for a save, which he never has even come into relief in an MLB game in his in his uh, life. I think a couple times, once or twice, he's done relief work in Japan during like a tournament play or something like that. But um, it definitely uh, totally uncharted territory. Those guys have never faced off in a professional game before, obviously being teammates. So I think that's just a matchup that um, everyone was kind of dreaming for. And I, I didn't think it was going to happen because the... I thought the game plan was going to be use that first Japanese pitcher as the opener and then go to Darvish and Otani. But they used multiple uh, relievers and other starting pitchers all the way up until through the seventh inning. And finally, when they started going Darvish eight, we all kind of said, oh, shoot, maybe Otani could be the ninth. And of course, it kind of lined up perfectly for that to happen. As an Angels fan, Travis, you and I both have talked about this. We could not be happier that both those guys just exited that game healthy. Right? That's all <laughs> yes, yeah. that was on our mind, really. We wanted them both to, you know, do their thing and compete, but also please, you know, stay healthy. And I'm glad that, you know, it, it was it was a really fun at bat to watch, first of all, seeing them face each other. Um, 
it's, you know, it, the, it was almost, a, it could have been a little bit more legendary, I guess, but I'm, I'm completely fine with Trout, you know, the strikeout or whatever. I've heard multiple different people, Travis, kind of, I've heard like probably three or four different people since the game ended say something to the effect of like, yeah, like Trout didn't have like a great World Baseball Classic or someone said like, yeah, like the strikeouts were just like, like he just struck out against Otani. It's like, well, yeah, like everyone strikes out against Otani. Like he strikes out like 30% of the guys that he faces in the MLB. So obviously a guy like Trout who swings for power a lot, that's bound to happen. But um, I'm personally just glad that we got to see a really good game, a close game. In a game with, you know, a really high stakes in bottom of the ninth. And uh, Otani had to go through uh, Jeff McNeil, Mookie Betts, and Mike Trout. So it was cool to see mm-hmm. him to go against some of those MLB, you know. It's literally a batting title winner and two MVPs. So it's, it was cool to see him to go against that top-level talent in the biggest moment and kind of pull through. But And, of course, player of the tournament um, goes to uh, Shoei Otani. So any other thoughts on kind of your reaction to the whole uh, final? Yeah, it just speaks volume on how great Mike Trout is. Uh, you have a 950 or higher OPS in the tournament, and you're just considered a, a poor performer. Um, that's a Hall of Famer right there. So, again, uh, people really upset on what he did, uh, his performances. I, I like to always tell people, hey, um, check the calendar. It's mid-March. Mike Trout's had maybe 45, 50 at-bats throughout this year, live at-bats. Not too concerned with his performance right here. If he gets back into October, I'm pretty sure that those numbers will be elevated uh, a ton. So not too concerned with Mike Trout. He He's still a monster and a legend in the game. Um, and then on to Shohei, I mean, Alex, this is a appetizer for what I'm expecting in 2023 and for what Shohei is expecting in 2023 um, during the season. And I will say also in the off season, I mean, right now, Alex, he's just adding to his checkbook. He is adding to his checkbook. Some owner right now, if it's Artie Moreno, that'd be insanely awesome. But if it's another owner, someone's getting ready to write a major, major paycheck right now. Um, They, uh, we saw what he was able to do on the mound. We saw what he was able to do at the plate. I think he what he had like almost over a 400 batting average. Um, yeah, OPS the, was the average. The on base slugging was really good from him. And you're mentioning the money, Travis. Just today, it got released. Uh, the amounts that the best MLB players are making off sponsorships. I think that uh, it was released that Trout and Judge are both making around like four or five million dollars this coming year for sponsors. Otani is making forty million dollars. So it, it, someone almost said like he's not going to chase the money because he's going to get paid more from sponsors. I think that's you know not true. I think he still is going to is going to highly factor in who's offering what. Obviously, but yes. it's just crazy. Um, he is not only doing unseen things in the baseball field, also, um, the draw of the international market, even the American market of, uh, talents that have never seen, um, in the modern era being able to pitch and hit like he is. So, yeah, imagine you're getting paid $30 million to play baseball, but your sponsors are going above and beyond that. Uh, it's yeah, $40 million. So $70 million in total this year for Shohei. Um, I can guarantee that number will go up next year uh, for what he is going to provide. But again, uh, just a special, special World Baseball Classic for Shohei Otani. Um, 
he's really showing now that he is an elite starting pitcher. And also, how sick was he out of the bullpen? I mean, it, it was so awesome to see him come out. Yes, he walked Jeff McNeil, did get Mookie to then ground into a double play. And then, of course, the epic at bat with Mike Trout. But, I mean, he he's on that DeGrom level of a starting pitcher. He's on that Max Scherzer level of a starting pitcher. I, I was very concerned with this two, three years ago, Alex. I just... I didn't see him getting to that level. Uh, we saw ERAs, you know, in the five category. And it just seemed like it was just after that Tommy John, he was never going to be the same as he was from what we kind of saw in Japan or saw some of those highlights. He's really put it together and he's also putting it together at the plate. So, um, again, really, really excited to watch this gentleman this season. I mean, he's really putting it all together. Um, 2023 it looks like it's it's almost a slam dunk. Shohei Otani is going to lead for that AL MVP. It'll be fun to talk about in the next couple minutes as we get into those awards picks. But um, it's it's just coming clear and clear that Shohei Otani is the best player in the American League. Also, he's the best player in Major League Baseball, and it's 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 kind of there's kind of a gap right now a little bit. I mean, just by, by in terms of value, you see Judge, you see Trout. They are great outfielders. They have great offense, but. I mean, Shohei's doing it on the mound. He's doing it at the plate. The base running is spectacular. Alex, he had that, I don't think it was a leadoff double, but he had that double to start off that ninth inning rally against Mexico. It should have been Mexico-USA in that World in World Baseball Classic final. Shohei starts it off with a double, and I can't remember the name, but the guy, one of the guys hit a walk-off, of course, double to the wall to win it for Japan. That was just so, so exciting to see Japan get out there, get there, because I really wanted to see Japan-USA in the final to try and see if we can get a Shohei-Mike Trout at bat which we did. But I mean, not only talking about the final Trey Turner's grand slam, probably one of the most sickest moments we saw in this world baseball classic. How legendary was that? How legendary of course was Trey Turner. I mean, I think he had five home runs in the tournament, Alex. It, it was, it was something that we, we had, we had not seen before out of a shortstop in this tournament. And I mean, the Phillies have been got to be feeling really, really nice right now about their, uh, their starting shortstop Trey Turner, but anything else to add with the world baseball classic? I mean, it, it was just an epic tournament. I'm really happy with the outcome and, and, and what we got to see. Yeah. Not much else to add. It just turned out awesome. Like you said, it, it was great to see Mexico make it all the way to the semis. Um, just almost got, I wouldn't say they got robbed, but they really just, um japan just kind of stepped up in the biggest you know final moments against the reliever gallegos for mexico but i i think that um you know it was really cool to see patrick sandoval have a great outing um for mexico in that was in the semi that was against japan yes. yeah he yep. i think he allowed no runs he did a really good job through four and a third i believe um and then of course japan got to the bullpen for mexico but uh, it was cool to see travis Moore, uh american from an American perspective, to see more of these Japanese players. We saw Yoshida um, for the first time. He will be a Red Sox this year. Um, I think his name is Murakami, who has been the back-to-back MVP um, in the Japanese league. I was speaking to my roommate, who I mention often, uh, my former roommate who lives in Japan. He says that you know Murakami is like the back-to-back MVP, but he started the group stage and the first couple rounds of the bracket stage very cold and i don't remember what his average was but he was really struggling at the plate and actually what got him out of that funk was that that uh, double that cleared the bases for the Mm. walk-off win that was um his really first big moment of the tournament and i think uh you know my roommate was telling me that people were really giving him a hard time just saying like oh you know, he's not built for the moment kind of thing. And of course, <laughs> of course, when the lights were the brightest and he had to step up, he did. And Travis, I think I sent you a video, but 
obviously something something that's very common in the baseball world, but to see it in a big moment is really cool. Otani um, made eye contact with I think it's Murakami and like grabbed his helmet, like the bill of his helmet, and like he put his hand away and he did it again, like almost to signal um, what pitch might be coming. I think it was a fastball, if I'm not mistaken, but. Um, you know, he, obviously the batter just jumped on it, uh, deep center field off the wall. And it was curtains from there. Uh, the pinch runner, Travis, I'm, uh, his name escapes me, but on first base, just absolutely setting records from yes. how fast you can go yep. first to home in a walk-off scenario. He, the adrenaline, the adrenaline for him must've been just absolutely off the charts. But Travis, like you said, an absolutely awesome tournament. Can't wait for the next one. And speaking of the next one, we'll briefly get into a little bit of a preview. Not too much details because it is such a far ways away. But I already did see, see some chatter online about, you know, which players could the United States try to take um, in the next World Baseball Classic. Obviously, they're going to want some sort of revenge. We'll have to see, Travis, if they take the same approach as they, as they did this year with really getting all the superstars to come out. Um, we'll see how the, the how the kind of MLB players view the tournament um, come 2026. But I'm excited to see some of these guys. So an obvious name, Travis, the first guy that probably came to my mind was Adley Rushman. He's an obvious pick, I feel like, to be on that team. He'll be 28 at the time. I mean, that's just he's going to be in his prime, right? He's going to be completely ready to go. Uh, so I like that a lot. And then you have probably a guy like Will Smith can be um, a backup. Um, that would also make some sense. And then if you look at uh, other infielders, I could see a guy like Austin Riley perhaps making a, he'll be 29 at that time. Um, Goldschmidt might be aging out, but Pete Alonso still might be a fair age. Mm -hmm. He'll be in his early Mm -hmm. 30s. Gunnar Henderson is probably going to be an infielder that could make sense. He'll be 25 according to this article here. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think Arenado and Goldschmidt might be reaching that age. I could see Arenado perhaps being like a bench guy, kind of not a coach, but like, kind of one of like he'll be he'll be a he'll be a, a true true veteran at that point yeah and he can really kind of be like giving a lot of the kind of sage advice i guess he'll be 35 at that time arenado so he could still be definitely a, a good enough player to be in the team but i just think that with all the talent there is playing third base um it would make sense for him to be you know um a contributor in other ways and i think riley could be a good choice there um a couple of the names i'll say is corey carroll uh we could see right uh him really break through the next couple of years he could be a star on that team um, we can get into spring training for a little bit, but one name I got to highlight, man, Jordan Walker of the St. Louis Cardinals, Alex has been an absolute beast. Um, he'll be talking, we'll, we'll be talking about him later for other reasons, but, uh, I, again, I could see him being on that team as well. Um, the power that he brings, uh, you also mentioned, um, you know, Gunnar Henderson, I could see even maybe, a, a Jackson holiday, which is uh Matt holiday's son. I think he plays shortstop if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not 100%, but yeah, he is, I think he's like 18, 19, okay, and he's, okay. uh, he was the first overall pick, right? And then uh, Bobby Wood Jr. was on the team this year, but he'll be 26 next time around. I imagine he'll be sort of in the early prime of his career, uh, so he could be a shortstop candidate or also third base. But yeah, Corbin Carroll in the outfield was a great call by you. Michael Harris the second could also be a potential outfielder. I mean, Trout will be 34, Betts 33, and Judge 34, and Harper 33 at that time. So it's not like they're all going to be too old to be in the team. <laughs> yeah, retirement but, home. <laughs> but 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 you imagine that they'll be kind of focused maybe on the regular season or maybe a little more careful with their bodies. Who knows uh, for sure, you know? Apparently, this article says Trout's already verbally committed to playing the next one. I I, I didn't see that, but if that is true, obviously, he will be, uh, he'll get a spot if he wants one. 
Um, and then Travis, the the big question always goes to the pitchers. We never quite know which pitchers are going to be willing to commit. And that's kind of one of these factors we can't avoid is not only do a lot of pitchers kind of want to focus on their regular ramp up schedule because they don't want to risk the irregular schedule of the World Baseball Classic creating an injury. But I think another factor is also that they don't want um, their teams don't want them to uh, get hurt or, or kind of do anything away from their meticulous planning that they have in, in place. So obviously some guys that would qualify are like Corbin Burns, Aaron Nola. They'll be early 30s. Max Fried will be early 30s. But I kind of see those as unlikely guys to say yes. But, you know, Spencer Strider will be 27. Hunter Green will be 26. A top Phillies prospect pitcher, Andrew Panner, will be 23. These are all names that I think would be insane upside to be able to compete with some of the Japanese um, pitchers that dominated in this last uh, World Baseball Classic. So there's a lot to kind of uh, look forward to as potential options. And then, you know, Devin Williams will still be in a prime age. He'll be 31. Um, I, I will say, Alex, you know, if you if you play for Team USA, though, you know, you're probably looking at Verlander, Scherzer, and Kershaw next time around, right? I mean, I mean, you're probably looking at the I'm, old the, the old vets still still going out there and running it probably out, like, 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 uh, probably like, unlikely, like like we did for this year with with Adam Rain, Wainwright and and uh, and some of these other guys. But that 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 that's a that's a fair point. Maybe, uh, maybe last last time go get around. <laughs> maybe 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 Verlander retires, but then says I'll do the World Baseball Classic as like my final goodbye, and then just like pumping eighty eight, and he just gets just gets just gets. Just gets destroyed by soto (laughs) (laughs) that that could that could be fun but uh yeah travis uh that wraps up that segment pretty much it's just kind of fun to look ahead at at what could happen um as we're kind of still getting off that high from the world baseball classic just ending but travis given that opening day is just less than 48 hours away i am uh, super excited to get into a conversation here about which uh, mainly which kind of storylines and also which bets, which uh, gambling odds do we really like that we've been able to see as the season begins. This is kind of just a way for us to kind of navigate um, what we kind of see happening in 2023 in the MLB season. So uh, we'll kind of take turns here just picking topics um, with a betting line that we think is intriguing, good value, bad value, whatever it may be, just a way to kind of walk us through um some predictions for the coming season because we obviously play close pay close attention to this stuff it'll be a fun way to kind of get some conversations started so do you want to go first travis or should i go first i'll let you go first yeah sounds good so these are all betting odds i found a couple days ago could be minor changes in here but overall it will be the same kind of purpose uh i'll start off with this travis i saw uh on and all my odds are from, I believe I used uh, DraftKings. Okay. But uh, I found an odds for uh, who's going to have the best record, team record going into 2023 or coming out of 2023. And I thought the one that looked the most enticing to me was Blue Jays to win best record plus 1,200. I think that that's a really decent value. Obviously, I wouldn't pick them as like a straight up favorite, but I think there's actually a lot to like with that um that that figure right there i think that there's tons of upside with their team right we know they added pitching we know what the batting is capable of and they of course even reinforced that with guys like brandon belt dalton varsho maybe guys that can take advantage of uh the new shift rules 
uh, so much raw power with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And then great, uh, you know, power bats from Bichette, Springer. The list really goes on. So I think there's just tons of upside where it's almost been like a last couple of years, Travis. We've been kind of waiting for them to break out, and it kind of hasn't happened. So people might be cooling off a bit, but I'm going to try to ramp up right now and say I'm a I'm a bit of a buyer on the Blue Jays this season. Mm-hmm. But what, what do you think about that bet? I do like it, Alex. Um, one thing I will share is I um, I actually have Blue Jays this year winning the AL. So I, oh, there you I, go. I, I think uh, I, I I have them winning the American League East, and I have them winning the American League. I just think that. We've been so high on them for a couple seasons. There's been some disappointment here and there, but I just think that it's all, like they're, they're all due, things right? click. I, I think it's a special year in Toronto. So, um, you know, you can go with the boring, uh, you know, Yankee pick, or you can go with the consistent, which always seems to happen. The safest one is the Houston Astros winning the AL, which Alex in October, if that happens again, I think we'll both be kicking ourselves saying, you know, you're looking at free money right here just by how consistently good this Astros team is. And you know what? On paper, they definitely still could do it. You know, they lost Verlander. I know that's a big negative, but, you know, you bring in a guy like Jose Abreu really puts that lineup together uh, in a more complete way. I think they had some holes last year with uh, with with Gurriel, but um, I, I, I do like that pick a lot when it comes to uh, the, the, you said best record. Yeah, I think that uh, Blue Jays best record. Uh, it definitely has a chance there. If, if, if the Yankees kind of stumble a bit, we already know they have some injury issues. Um, Rodon is going to miss a good chunk of time here. I think uh, Montas is out for the season, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I think there's a chance for the Blue Jays to really take over that division and build a bit of a gap for themselves. And I can expect, you know, I think the Astros will be pretty comfortable out West, but I can just see a bit more competition potentially in the West and the Central. And it might allow... Um, you know, a team like the Blue Jays to kind of be able to, to run away with things, get some momentum in their division. Yes. So, of course, the NL could end up sneaking off with Beck's record, but I feel like Dodgers took a step back. And I wouldn't be too surprised, but I, I'm not ready to say, like, the Mets or the Braves are ready to jump up to, like, a 100-win team. Even though they were a 100, 101-win team last year, I still think that... Um, They'll, they'll be in a competitive division, I'll put it that way. And, and I think the Blue Jays have a chance to kind of set themselves ahead in their division if things go right for them. Yep, yep, yep. Um, one bet, of course, I really liked and I picked um, for being, uh, you know, good value. Uh, Spencer Strider, um, strikeout leader in all MLB. Right now, he was going at, last I checked, um, and actually, I think I checked a couple weeks back, but it was, it was a plus 1,200. So 12 to 1 odds on Spencer Strider, $10 would get you uh, $130 payout. Um, Just looking at the numbers, of course, from last year, 202 strikeouts in only 131 innings, Alex. Um, We only saw him for 20 games started. Um, You give Spencer Strider the ball for 30, 34 games strikeouts will be up there i think he's a guy that can definitely get it done i think he'd be in the 250s by season's end of course health is a big factor um but he is one guy i really like for a strikeout leader some of the other guys ahead of him were some of the older guys you know they had verlander up there they had scherzer up there um i see these guys going on a little bit of il stints um i don't see them playing the full season healthy 34 starts that's one reason why i want to go with a guy that's going to be younger i'll have a little bit more of a durable um positioning and uh in the season so spencer strider for me with 1200 uh strikeouts leader i will say alex these ones are always 
annoying. They get to me a lot because I, I at times will pick guys that are nowhere near it. I'll pick guys that will always finish either third or second. And then right. it just kind of really just bites me. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things where last couple of weeks of the season, you're like, okay, I need you to have like seven strikeouts every game. Like, Oh, and the manager pulls you after the fifth. And it's like, you were at five strikeouts. And so it's like, damn it, you know, yeah. it's keeping going out there. But, uh, Thoughts on that one, Alex? How do, how do you how do you view that one with Spencer Strider? Um, I, I think being it's a, a strikeout king. I think it makes sense for a lot of reasons. I think the only concern there. So I'll say this: I think he is probably the best strikeout pitcher in baseball right now. Uh, I think that's a very fair statement. He has not yet pitched a full season where he got to like 200 innings. You know, he just has like last season where he was more of like a, you know, two times through the order kind of guy and. He throws such gas. I, and he's kind of a two-pitch pitcher, too. So I think there was some yep. some concern about, you know, can fastball slider take him three times through the order and stuff. But I do think that um, I'm a believer in his abilities. And I think that if they can make him just a full-time normal starter that can go a standard depth into the game, like a good six innings on average or five plus six innings, and then also... Uh, pitched throughout the whole season and he's a great candidate to be that strikeout leader absolutely but travis i actually have a different pick i have written down for strikeout leader <laughs> and my my uh, uh this ties into another bet too so i'll just start with the strikeout one first i have shoyo tani as a strikeout leader okay. for 2023 i think that first of all the angels in the last uh, ever ever since Otani became an everyday starter for them, they've been using a six-man rotation. And we've kind of – so far the chatter of this offseason has been Otani does not need a, a, a six-man rotation. Um, last year he said he didn't need one, but the Angels used one anyways because guys like um, Michael Lorenzen was on the rotation and he used to be a reliever, so they wanted to kind of work him up. Syndergaard was coming back from Tommy John, so didn't want to give him wanted to give him that extra rest. Sandoval and Suarez had not been full season starters. Detmers was a rookie, you know, so they had lots of guys who had not been a full time starter in the past. So they, they did that six man rotation again. But Travis coming into this year. Angels rotation, Shohei Otani will be the ace, of course. He'll be on the mound, in my estimation, every five games that could switch up. I think that if there's certain weeks where there's no off day, then I could see them using a six starter. Um, and that will be probably, they'll probably have someone jump between long relief and the sixth spot of the rotation. Probably someone like a Tucker Davidson or a Griffin Canning. Um, they have some options there. Uh, but I do think that in terms of the bulk of their of their rotation, it will be a five-man rotation. And you have guys like Sandoval, Suarez, who kind of had a full season starting under their belt now. Um, a guy like Reed Detmers, who's kind of poised to make a jump. Uh, he has a you know a bit more confidence that he can pitch every five days. And then, of course, Tyler Anderson was a full-time starter last year, year before. So I do think that there's more... Uh, there's more positive signs showing that Otani can be uh, a bit a bit more of a uh, increase the total of games started than years past because he's always topped mm -hmm. out. I think one year he was like 22, and then last year he was like 28 games started. Yes, if, you can, if, he, if he can get to like 30, 31 games started, um, at that point, if he could be like 180 innings pitch at that point i think he strikes out enough guys to where he can take that crown even if he's not up there with the 200 innings pitched because he just strikes out guys uh, at an unreal rate he is one of the best strikeout guys in baseball for starting pitchers and travis that ties into another 
uh, award I have written down here. And that is, I think, Otani will win the American League Cy Young Award. I think that we all know that he is set for a record-breaking contract in the offseason. And he does not really need to have a prove-it year, right? He's already proved it. We know what he can do. Honestly, it's probably in his best interest to obviously compete, but just to stay healthy and get your massive paycheck in the offseason from whatever team decides to offer it. But... Um, I do think that there's a competitor deep within, deep within him. I think everyone that has watched him knows that. And I think that um, one way where he can really, um, you know, contract year is not the right term because he's already proven his worth. But I do think that if there's a, a desire for him to stand out that much more, it would be on the pitching side of things because I do think that the underlying numbers on him last year, Travis, were super, super special. I think he had like the third best FIP in MLB, the first best Sierra in MLB. Those are just ERA predictor stats in uh, things that might kind of tell you how good his ERA might be going forwards. Um, I think that he is going to be, you know, a top, top pitcher in the American League next year. I already predicted the strikeouts total will be very high. Uh, his last year he kind of started throwing the slider a lot more it's it's a sweeper it's a a big kind of looping a bit slower of a of a slider that um has a lot of break that became his primary pitch he threw that pitch about 38 percent of the time uh that's more than any of his other pitches he decided to randomly start throwing a cutter just on the whim and then all of a sudden the sinker started throwing that just kind of toying around and it kind of shows what a talent he is on the mound because we all know he can hit, you know, 40-plus bombs, but I do think he's capable of being the best pitcher in his league next year. Travis, any reaction to my Otani pitching predictions? Yeah, I, I, I'm I, with you on the Cy Young. Um, strikeouts, I will say it's, it's possible. My only concern is, is if they use that sixth starter too many times, or maybe they want to go um, – more six six man six times around through the rotation where that would hurt Shohei's uh counting stats in terms of strikeouts maybe he comes up 10 15 strikeouts shy of a guy like Garrett Cole who you know it, it is sh- in there more often Shohei may have a better K per nine than Garrett Cole but Garrett Cole might be out there a couple more times um that's my only concern but Looking at the numbers, I mean, I think he had, what, 219 strikeouts last year through 160 innings pitched or so. You just think if, if he had three or four more starts, he would be looking at uh, probably the, the, the strikeout title from last year. Uh, it's very, very doable. And then, of course, with the Cy Young, Alex, um, that's been one thing that I've always kind of questioned. I, I feel like this, it, the World Baseball Classic, and even watching him last year, that's kind of put those things to bed for me. He is a top starting pitcher if i had to rank my starting pitchers right now alex he'd probably be in my top five i i I just i from what he's done over the past month i know very light work in spring training but watching him in the world baseball classic i just feel like it's it's just been so special um he's growing in terms of value for starting pitcher uh it's something i'd keep an eye on I, i i think that towards the end of the season, he will definitely be competing. I wonder if some of the writers will be a little bit jealous that he also hits as well, which I feel like sometimes gets in people's mindset. They're like, well, Garrett Cole doesn't hit. So, you know, it's really unfair to give it to Shohei Otani. Garrett Cole has really good numbers too or something. It wouldn't be the first time a writer did some stupid decision. Which, uh, 
I, and sorry, I didn't say the the odd. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's plus twelve hundred for Otani okay. Cy Young. That's the seventh best odds in the American League. He's behind guys like Rodon, who's uh, maybe this is a dated number. I don't think it is, but um, that's obviously uh, Rodon's going through an injury. Yep. Uh, Bieber's ahead of him. Cease, who I like Otani better than those guys. Manoa, I like him better than Manoa. And then Cole and Degrom are the top two odds guys. And both those guys, you know, deserve to be really high on that table. But Otani's right there with them for me. Yep. So yep. I like Otani at twelve to one odds. Um, yep. yeah, back to you. Yeah, I. Um, there are some guys I have in front of him that I. Uh, I would see Otani finishing higher than in, in after the season's up, just right from the stuff he's got. But. Um, one more pick for me that was just kind of uh, this one's actually out. this one's insane, Alex. I I can't believe it. It's still posted on Caesars Sportsbook right now. These are what the odds are: is plus forty thousand, plus forty thousand. Corbin Carroll NL MVP. Hmm. Five bucks, you won yourself two grand. Um, that's very that's very interesting. Now. Yes, he's only had a month, 30 games of Major League, uh, you know, playing time last year, had four home runs in the month, you know, decent, okay numbers, a 133 OPS plus. Um, This spring training, he's actually been low-key killing the ball. I mean, it's funny, zero home runs, Alex, but nine extra base hits. Right now, he has an OPS of 1.122. Uh, on the spring training season and so he's a guy with the speed the defense the hitting I mean he's gonna be a guy Alex where you're looking at a war already north of probably six you know when season if he's fully healthy and the season's up he batted 370 this spring a 491 on base and a 630 slugging now of course there are so many guys that play in the minors that have monster spring trainings then of course maybe they get put into the uh, opening day limelight those things just fade away because it's spring training. But still, one thing I am optimistic about with Corbin Carroll, plus 40,000 um, is what, it's what worth, I meant. It's worth a flyer, it, yeah. It's what I mentioned. He, he's going to have a good war. He's not going to be a Kyle Schwarber who's going to have a 2.1 you know, or a 2.5 war because his defense and his base running is just awful and then his hitting is elite where Corbin Carroll is going to provide so much value in the on the defense on the base running um and also at the plate as well especially with showing that this discipline is is something that's really nice to see having it on base almost at 500 for the entire spring training so um that was one guy that I saw and I was just I, I checked it about one about three weeks ago checked it right now again plus 40,000 still on Caesars which again I'm just still very amazed. You know, I, I wondered if they thought, is he going to be in spring or is he going to be in the minors to start the season off or is he going to come up? They just signed him. The Dimebacks just signed him to an eight year, $111 million contract. So he's going to be playing. He's going to be getting his at bats in there. Um, him and Jake McCarthy are the two uh, big names, the two big young names out of that Arizona uh, roster. And so uh, he is one guy that I I saw, Alex, and there's always one guy. There's always one guy I look at for bets that always has an, an outrageous, like outrageous odd from Vegas. I, I think last year uh, when we were there, Brian Reynolds was at 25,000, you know, and I thought, Alex, what if this guy gets traded to the Dodgers midway through the season? He's an all-star. He gets traded. He has an insane second half. We could all see it. You're looking at a guy right there that probably gets a top five, at least MVP right there, you know, vote get with some of the magic and being on a team like the Dodgers or a Padres team that might trade for him. 
you're looking at a guy that could easily win that uh, that MVP at the end of the season. They have the talent. They they don't just have the hitting or they don't just have the defense. They have all the skill sets to play around it. So that was one guy, of course, really wanted to circle Alex. Um, Let me respond to that. I, it, was, I, it was it was you know it, it's it's just a crazy bet, but you know what? It, it's it's fun because you kind of speculate. Man, imagine I turn that five bucks into two grand. I think that's very fun because if you just look at some of his numbers, what he could do in the minors, you know, just for example, in. In last year in 2022, he played, it looks like about um, just under 60 games, just under 60 games in double A and had 20 stolen bases in 60 games. So uh, in the MLB, Travis, with the bigger bases, with the pitch clock, we know he's lightning fast. If he, I mean, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to be the stolen base leader. Yep. Um, imagine if he got to like 50 steals with these new rules, something like that. Um, I believe he's a, a true lefty. Maybe he's a switcher. Let me see. No, he is a, a true lefty. Yep. He's yep. a lefty. So I do think that, you know, I'm not sure how much uh, hard hit ground ball is in his game, but he definitely has a chance to take advantage of some of the no, no longer being able to shift. Um, if his speed plays well uh, with his batted ball stuff, I could see him, you know, legging out extra, uh, turning singles into doubles and doubles into triples and all that kind of stuff. So I could see a great slugging percentage from him. That, that ballpark, Travis, in Arizona has a, I mean, it feels like the, the 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 left center and right center alleyways and plus the center field wall, it makes us for lots of chances for things to happen and for, you know, guys to get triples or inside the park home runs. So I, I can truly see the vision you're talking about. If he can become, uh, it, it, it'd be, I would say it'd be very unlikely for him to become immediately his best version of himself. But if he does, and obviously he's an MVP caliber talent, um, we see it with the speed, the glove, uh, and the hitting ability. So uh, it looks like according to different fan graphs projections, they have him around around 20 homers, 17 homers, and around 20 steals. I could see him going more than that. So yep. if, if he got like a, a 30 home run season and a 50 steal season or something like that, oh, yeah. and then plus gold glove defense, like there's definitely a case to be made. So and I think right um, now he's he's one of the, one of the top, two or three or even number one betting odds of course for rookie of the year we'll cover right. that he's going to be an exciting player like i mentioned the war the potential is already at a you know looking at like a six war and i think a lot of vote uh voters are starting to look at those numbers and can can really determine that into uh you know how they go about their their criteria one other bet that i of course really loved and again you're kind of going for the long shot i i like some of these long shot bets you know um you put Whatever the minimum is, if, if you if you have to put three or five dollars, whatever the the sports book or the casino, you know, two, I think two I think cents. I, I, yeah, I think I think FanDuel only like will let you put only a cent. You know, I think some of these casinos they're like, like you the, have to put five dollars, and, and you put one cent down on like a plus five hundred billion dollar parlay, yeah. and it's like let's, <laughs> let's see what happens. I'm gonna let my uh, I'm letting my money cook today, and so, uh, but one bet that was actually a little intriguing, just because I think this guy has a lot of potential. Um, it's National League Cy Young. It is Cincinnati Reds Hunter Green. Um, he is coming in at plus six thousand. So looking at that, of course, a five dollar bet for Hunter Green, and you're looking over three hundred bucks on the return right there. So he's a guy that throws, you know, one hundred two miles an hour, and it's one one award, Alex, that the voters are not afraid to give a last place team the award MVP. No one on the Reds, you know, if your team's finishing last fourth maybe third the mvp is kind of out of the question we've seen unless your name's shohei otani or mike trout but the cy young is an award where 
you're a last place team. You still have a really good chance of winning that Cy Young. It's kind of funny how vote-getters determine that when they look at MVP because they're like, you know, most viable player on a winning team, right? And it's like, no, Carlos Pena. That's not how the award goes. But um, We need to make most outstanding player. Yeah, that's right. Most outstanding player. But he was another one that I circled where I looked at that and I said, man, this guy really just throws gas and heat. Um, He could have himself a really fun uh 2023 if things all kind of got put together but of course it's a long shot much like the corbin carroll um it's it's just fun to speculate where you can make so much you can make this much money on just this low of a of a wager so um that was what i wanted to talk about as well um any other ones alex you you kind of have that i guess either long shots or ones that you just feel like you're almost stealing the money from the casino um that's possible (laughs) oh that's what i do all the time travis um i mean obviously we can be homers for a bit travis i do think that um the angels are a team travis with a a low floor and a high ceiling right Mm -hmm. they're a team with a lot of variants i could see them being a serious threat in the american league because of how good their top level talent is if the rest of the others can just kind of be a little bit above average and then you have two superstars in your team that can stay healthy that that that's a formula for a team that can go on a deep run and um angels to win the al travis at 20 to 1 i think it's worth it's worth a little flyer i think that if if they make the playoffs otani and trout who just had this experience of competing in a high stakes tournament um, they're 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 ready for the atmosphere. They just had the ex, uh, they just had the the real lived experience. I heard a, a a reporter say that Mike Trout, right when the tournament ended, he and he got on the bus to go back to the hotel or whatever. He he uh, texted Angels uh, manager Phil Nevin and said like I needed this. Like this is like not fuel, but like essentially it's just a way to kind of you know get Trout. Um, it's the appetizer before the main course for what the angels are going to do this year, especially in October. It's, but yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a, a <laughs> that's a way we like to think about it, um, as an angel fan. So I think the angels to win the AL at plus 2000 is a fun, uh, idea, especially just because there's a lot of teams ahead of them in that, uh, sort of conversation that I do think don't really deserve to be, um, ahead of them in, in my opinion, at least uh, let me see. If I, I, I think I saw the twins and I saw the white Sox. um, the Rangers are tied with the Rangers them, too. the White and, Sox, Twins, Guardians. And Fox Bets had their yeah. list, and I just thought, man, you know, with such a short sample size, you give Otani and Trout, like you mentioned, a week and a half, they could easily be walking into the World Series just by getting into the playoffs. You know, I know some of the sports books they have their bets where it will say, uh, you know, they'll give the team and they'll say, make the playoffs, and it'll be yes or no, and it kind of gives the odds. Every year, the Angels are so 50-50 where it's really, you're really not making too much money if you put yes or if you put no just because there's such a toss-up. But it's really funny because I feel like getting into the playoffs is such a toss-up, but winning the American League is still a, a long shot where I think differently. I, I think that you get them to the playoffs, and, and, and we see all these wildcard teams every year just go absolutely nuts for a good week, week and a half. And like you mentioned, it, it's something that could easily happen. Travis, could I interest you in an Oakland Athletics American <laughs> League pennant at plus two hundred fifty thousand? You can you can interest me in a Oakland A's defeating the Pittsburgh Pirates twenty twenty three World Series in six games. What what are those odds? Do, do, do they stop at plus one million? I think they let you just uh, they give you the the deed to the casino. You just I, I, own the place. <laughs> I love those ones where you can pick the like what do they call it exacta, where you can pick the exact ones. I think one guy last year did say. Astros over Phillies in the World Series, and I I think the payout was 
He probably said in six and just became a billionaire. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. But it, I, I, and I think they do make it a little bit harder and say, do you want to pick the number of games it'll go? But um, I love when they give you just what I don't, I don't even know how many options it is, but they just give you every single team is going to defeat their, this other team, and and, and that's how it's going to go. But um, uh, on the topic of penance, Travis, I want to. Uh, say my nl one that intrigued me as well it's not the same long shot as the angels it's a bit more of a favorite but i do think padres at plus 475 is a really nice bet just considering of how far they got last year and they're going to be adding tatis back into the fold obviously had a a, a high spending off season as well there's a lot to like about um, the team as a whole, I feel like. And Machado, I think what he did last year was pretty sustainable. I think he's going to still continue to be an all-star third baseman. Uh, I think that Soto for a full season. And Soto actually was not that great in the second half for them. So I think if he kind of positively regresses, Tatis, you get a good like five months out of him. I think that there's a really good chance that they could be right there where they were last year and be the better team in the NLCS and, and come away with the victory there. So I think plus uh, four, seven... Uh, yeah, plus 475 is a pretty good number. That's uh, behind the Dodgers and the Braves. So yep, um, yep. those are the teams with the better odds on DraftKings. But. It, it, it's tough even looking at that nationally because I think I mentioned even last year when we were talking about just how the the, the top three, the top six teams kind of you know stacked up. You, you have the Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets, the Padres, the Phillies, the Cardinals, and, and they're all with they're they're all under uh, ten to one odds. So you're not making great great money. You're right. almost looking to have to put more money down. Um, so it, it, you really can't have that fun, you know, wild card team that's like you know like the Angels, like oh twenty to one. Like I'm kind of I'm gonna put it on them because if everything kind of goes right, they can easily find themselves winning the American League. But uh, it, it is it is a tough one. But I will say with the Padres kind of being that. Um, that second tier, they have the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Mets, at least the Caesar Sportsbook I'm looking at right now. Those are the top three teams, and then the Padres are the fourth team. It does seem like a, like a very smart pick because of the talent on paper, at least right now. Um, it's just so spectacular, and I know a lot of people are thinking, too, will, will the Padres uh, finally win the division this year with kind of how the, 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 the Dodgers haven't been too aggressive right. in the offseason? It seems like it'd be a good year for the Padres to win the division, but... Um, Dodgers do still have the better odds to win the they NL. They do, so. which again is just you know Caesars is really just they're not buying any of this. Uh, you know, it, people probably think the Dodgers are just kind of going to fall back. You know, I, what was what did Pakoda? Did, didn't they say they had him at like eighty? It might have been eighty nine or ninety one. I, I think yeah. it's kind of they're they're just thinking you know Dodgers are going to get ninety wins in their sleep. You know, it just depends on that next ten to fifteen games. Sure, could they be a, a hundred win team? Eh, maybe, but they probably will still be a 90 win team at the end of the season. And that's a very good chance to, you know, come away and win the division. So, um, I do like that one with the Padres with, uh, uh with, with, with coming out that uh, way. And another, another Padres related, related one, Travis, I am sneaky interested oh, in, okay. uh, Fernando Tatis. I think that to MVP, I think that's something I do have written down here, okay. but before I jump straight to that, I think he's supposed to come back in like April 20 something, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was around that range. I think he's going to miss like yeah, three, four weeks, okay. something like that. Okay. If I gave you that information, would you take the over or the under on 33.5 homers? Because oh, I'm hammering over. that over. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. could really see him just having yeah. like a 15 homer month or something yeah, at one point. Yeah, and then just the rest is going to be, be playing average. Maybe, maybe 15 was, was an exaggeration. But yeah. I, I do think that there's a lot to be excited about for Tatis. Um, yes, it has been a while since he played against an MLB 
a pitcher, a starting pitcher of that caliber, because, uh, you know, obviously there was the suspension for steroids and there was the injury before that. So, but I want to remind the listeners when he last played pro MLB baseball, he was one of the best hitters in all of baseball. All of his exit velocity numbers were incredible. Um, everybody absolutely feared him when he was at the plate. I do think that that version of Tatis will come back following the suspension. Um, and so that is, yeah, that is a plus a hundred. It's even, even, even odds. You okay. can get, you can just double your money if he gets over three thirty, uh, 33.5 homers. And then that also ties into MVP. Like you mentioned, it's 10 to one odds for Tatis MVP, which is, it's not incredible odds, but I'm just a really big believer in what he could do. And I, I just feel really, I'm very interested in the NL MVP odds because I don't really know outside of maybe his teammate Juan Soto, who a favorite might be just because yep. I bets obviously is, has the talent, but I don't think he has uh, another season where he puts it all together like that. Now that he's like um, getting into a bit older of an age has not really reproduced his power since 2018 ended. So I'm not quite sure we're going to see a bets MVP season in the future. I think he'll just continue to be like a top five, top 10 player. Um, but yeah, looking at looking at other NL MVP stuff, the guys ahead of Tatis and odds are uh, Soto, Turner, Betts, Acuna. So I, I could see Tatis edging out these guys, honestly. Um, and he has you know worse odds than them all. And then the guys below him, uh, you get into some guys who might be a bit more long shots. But um, let me let me see before we get fully into a whole MVP uh, discussion. Let me just wrap up some of my thoughts on some other fun. Uh, betting ideas um, across the league. I, I do think that um, both centrals, AL and NL, I have um, some, uh, I guess I'm picking a sleeper in a way because if the Brewers win the NL Central, Travis, it's plus 175. And I honestly think that I do like that. I think they're going to have the best. They have a chance to be the best rotation in baseball. I think they're going to kind of bounce back a bit from what they did last year. The only thing that does worry me if they're 500 at the trade trade line, they're probably gonna just trade Adamas or Burns or and, and just like screw over my bet, you know. But <laughs> yeah. but I I, I yeah. could see the Cardinals slipping back a bit because I don't think you're not gonna get MVP Goldschmidt and Nato. I mean, I think they both were so good last year. They're gonna they're gonna slide back a bit. And even if Walker, you know, Gorman, Newt Bar pick up some of that slack, I still think the pitching leaves a lot to be desired. Especially the starting pitching is is for me. It's a bit of a problem, honestly. Michael yes. Michaelis Wainwright. Um, you know, I think Matt's is coming back from injury, so if he can be good, but just there's no, there's not even one guy who I'm like in a in a big game. You're who I want. There's not even one Very I true. can't even name. So Very true. Um, we'll see if someone emerges on that front. But I I'm not super. I'm a bit low on the Cardinals. They could, if they made the playoffs, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. But I just think that the Brewers could be the team that kind of steals back the division this year. I am a big Yelich guy, as we all kind of know. Uh, I, I like Adames as well. So I think there's a lot to be, you know, keep keep your eyes on the Brewers. So I think that plus 175 makes sense for them. I, I think that that's, that's a great bet. I think that the Brewers, um, that pitching staff alone gets them to a, like, a 500 record. Um I, I think that it's just so good, so deep. The bullpen's very good that they will have no problem getting to the 81 or 80 win mark. Um, now, of course, are they going to be aggressive getting some big offense, offensive performers? I don't know. You mentioned, again, at the trade deadline, if they're around 500, if they're really not making a big push, I could really see them not doing a thing at the trade deadline, which, again, will hurt you. Um, 
but you're right also about the Cardinals. I, I think there's that Goldschmidt and Arenado will take a step back from what they did last year. Spectacular, spectacular seasons. I think they could still have really good seasons, but maybe not as good as they had before. Um, but also, I do see guys like Lars Newtbar, Donovan. Um, I also see, like, um, like I meant, Jordan Walker. Uh, basically picking up from where those guys left off and maybe filling that void or filling that gap. But with the starting pitching, you're, you're spot on. I, we, we mentioned it when the offseason was just about wrap, wrapping up. And and I know you mentioned that the biggest loser of the offseason is the Cardinals because they, they did not address a problem that they really should be addressing because the offense is spot on. The offense is going to win them the division. The offense is going to give them a chance to make a deep run in the playoffs. But without that pitching, I mean – I, I can't be confident in them thinking that they're going to be a, a huge threat in, you know, winning the National League and also winning the World Series. That's why right now I look at the National League and it's like, you know, I know the Cardinals are are not great favorites, but I, I wouldn't feel confident picking them because I just don't think that pitching staff can carry them, right. you know, two weeks in October. I think the offense could be pretty dang good, but I just don't know if the pitching can really keep them in some of these ball games like some of these other teams have. The Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, um, the Padres, they all have spectacular pitching that I think can do wonders for them in October. I could see Cardinals finishing in like 88, 89 wins and the sixth seed, the third wildcard team, Alex, has, you know, 91 wins and they could be playing a team that has more wins, a a more, uh, you know, justified starting pitching and bullpen uh, than than what the Cardinals offer. So again, I, I think they can go into another series like that, and um, it would be a, a a head scratcher if the Cardinals were to basically have another deja vu series like they did last past season against the Phillies in St. Louis. But and they um, they guess they, they still may make a trade for a pitcher. Definitely, I thought they'd be in the mix for Pablo Lopez. Maybe they were, but they didn't get him. Obviously, I wanted them to get Rodon. I still think Travis, their biggest fit would be Otani. Yeah. Every team wants Otani, but just in terms of getting an everyday DH lefty, which they don't really have. Imagine the lefty right in the middle of their order, right, right, right between Arnado and Goldschmidt, and then uh, a power right-hander that kind of go against all these kind of lefty finesse guys that they have. Don't get me started on on that that hall of prospects. So, you know, I just... I mean, I, I don't know what you think we will get if that did happen at the deadline, but it would not be Walker. I just want you to... No, 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 but like a Mason win. Uh, he's been a really fun shortstop. Uh, he could be a great middle infielder for us in the future. Again, um, I'm not sure what would be on the table. Yeah, maybe yeah. A Nolan Gorman. I mean, I, I, I've. It also comes down to how if the Angels do pull the trigger on that, which I don't see happening. But if it did happen, um, would they be targeting more uh, MLB ready guys, more yeah. uh, prospects? So um, that's a whole conversation we'll get to in the trade deadline if if we end up in that spot. But Travis, just wrapping up some of the last uh, ditch bets that I kind of liked. Twins to win the AL Central plus. Uh, 215. God, I think you read, you read my mind. I was really? Just that up. Oh, I love it. I love uh, that. Bit. Talk about it for a second. Um, I, I just, I don't see Cleveland having the same amount of quote unquote luck than they did last year. I think they went, they won 90 games. I just don't see them doing that again this year. The White Sox are a head scratcher because yes, I could see them going back to that 2020, 2021 kind of White Sox baseball where yeah, they're not they're not going to win the American League, but they're probably going to win the division. Um, they have the talent to get there, so I could see the White Sox kind of getting in the way. But I don't know. I, I like what the Twins have done. You get Correa, you get him to a six year extension. You get Pablo Lopez. I think they have a very very nice starting rotation. 
Um, and then, of course, just with the, uh, the the defense all around Bucks. And if he stays healthy, he'll be another guy. Like we mentioned, the potential is is through the roof. Yes. Um, Christian Vasquez. Not now. I know he's not a great um, a great hitting catcher, but he, he does have a good batting average they, for a catcher. So he's a very just, high contact. They just guy. added talent everywhere. Right. I they think did. that um, adding Gallo to the outfield yes. is just a high yes. upside move. I think Kepler is underrated as a player. Um, I think a rise for or trading a rise for um, yep. Pablo Lopez is a good deal for a win now move. Juan um, Miranda should be should be decent again as well. So yes. um, the, the Twins are a team I would put money on to win that division. I think I had them um, looking back. They were at 240 at one time, and it just seemed like a a team that could sneak their way into winning that division because of just these, these um, it's pretty open, right? I think it is pretty open. Those three teams that we mentioned all have, I think a reasonable shot. I understand why people might like the guardians, the guardians today, Travis, they they were in the headlines because they're extending a lot of their guys. They signed an extension with uh, Jimenez, Jimenez yep. um, but then other guys are trying to get locked up too. Um, but I think that there's, there's lots to like about the pitching for the guardians. But like you said, I think that the 90 wins last season was a bit, Oh, fluke's not the right word, but just you know, there's a bit of luck helping them out there. They have a high contact approach, which definitely can work, but I don't think it's meant to be that consistent, right? I think Quan and uh, Jimenez might take a bit of a step back. As much as I like them, I can see them more of like three, four war guys instead of anything more than that. Yeah. Um, I still believe in JRAM uh, to a huge degree. They went and added actually they actually added a player in uh, Josh Bell. You know that yes. he's going to be a contributor. Yep. Yep. You'd expect them to add nobody, you know, just given their yep. payroll history. But, um, yeah, I think there's things like for the Guardians, too. But the Twins have definitely the bigger payout if they were to win it. And so I kind of like that quite a bit. Oh, another team, Travis, I'm going to give them an under, an under win total. I'm going to okay. say Mariners under 87 and a half. Okay. I feel like some of their additions are not going to have the hugest payoff i think teoscar is a good ad i think he makes sense for their team but i'm not sure that wong, uh, colton wong will be a super high impact um you know middle infielder for them i'm not super sold on uh, jp crawford i think he did some work at driveline so maybe he makes some meaningful improvements but as it stands not a enough power for my liking and not like an elite glove by any means i think ty france also doesn't really have that much pop either i think there's a there's a world challenge where their lineup is their weakness and that's just never a spot mm -hmm. i want to be in a division that's going to be as competitive as the american league west um julio will be a superstar i have no doubts about that but after him not super super mind uh mind blown with uh, some of the the talent i guess um at least offensively i should say so a uh, very good chance that I eat my words and, you know, Eugenio Suarez repeats his 2022 and Cal Raleigh continues to develop and they just kind of roll their way to a, a wild card uh, appearance. But I'm not super sold. Any thoughts on that? Do you agree with me or am I wrong? I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I I think we spoke again about certain teams having some luck. And I know we, we did our whole entire series of the over-unders for some of these, for actually all 30 Major League Baseball teams. And I think we both had the under at the time. I think it was like 88 and a half or something like that, or at least eight, uh, 88 wins. Um, I think a lot of things have to go right for the Mariners to to achieve that mark. I, I think that they're going to be a team that is above 500, but um, 88 wins uh, seems a little bit a little steep. Um on that note, but and, and well, it transitions kind of into one bet, Alex. That I I I think that a lot of people should just do, and and it's one of those bets where 
you got to put down a lot of money, but you're going to get money in return. But that's 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 Astros winning the division. Um, minus two hundred. I again. You, you I, don't see it any other way. I, you know, I will say this. A couple of years ago, I told you I was going to put my paycheck, my entire savings on the White Sox winning uh, the. Uh, actually, it was last year. It was yeah, last year's division. Two, I said right? the White Sox. I mean that that's the easiest bet of my life. I said the White Sox will win the division, no problem. Then there's no way the Guardians the twins all the royals the tigers no one's going to make noise you know no one's going to be no one's going to get to 90 wins and of course the white Sox with tony la Russa at the helm went a perfect 81 and 81 so they got second place or maybe even third place and i think it was second place in the uh, division but i just look at minus 200 for the astros i i see a team that again is probably looking to win 95 games again this year now i know you're not playing the oakland a's you know 21 times you're not playing the rangers 21 times you're not playing some of these teams that you might you might have their number uh a whole bunch you're gonna be playing more spread out of uh of, of the of the of the majors you're gonna be playing the nl and also all your al opponents but um i just look at them as being the one of the one of the most complete teams of course to uh to to win their division they have the best odds to win their division by any division in the majors so that's one thing of course as well um there's a lot i think more competition in some of these divisions uh al west is is a very good and competitive division but i think they just look at the astros as being just that title throne and then the mariners angels and possibly even the rangers can kind of scramble for that second place uh in in the division but that's just one where i would almost look at and be like you know even if you put i think what 100 bucks down you're going to take home 150 you're going to take home 50 bucks um that could be a bet that you know if, if you if you're comfortable with just putting in that much money you're probably looking at a uh, a solid, a solid, you know, at least a, a a I won't say guaranteed, just because of what I did last year, but I would say it's 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 pretty locked to it, it, to win that division. You, when you said that, and thinking about just bets that might be somewhat locks that uh, you can just put some big amount of money on and try to try to multiply it, is if you bet on uh, if you bet on the Astros to just make the playoffs. I'm trying to find that number right oh, here. Oh, yeah, yep. I mean, that's something that you're going to get a a huge payday on, and I cannot find them. Is it Maybe it's not here because it's too big of a lock, honestly. I will have it right here, so let me see. Uh, you know what? You might be right. You might be right. I know they take some of this stuff down, but it, I would think they'd be like minus 6,000 or something like that. But it, it, Oh, here, I have minus... Wait, what? Minus 600? Oh, wow, I've I've... I, my Caesars has minus a thousand. So okay. you're, I think if you bet a hundred bucks, you're going to make 10 bucks or something like let's that. Let's get DraftKings, Travis. Let's, <laughs> let's minus 600. Let's put, um, you know, last week's friggin' wow. paycheck on it and wow, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll take it to the bank. But, um, my last thing I have here, Travis, what if I told you Mariners, no playoffs plus one thirty? I, I think that's interesting. I don't think, I'm not going to go out here and say they're not a playoff team because they definitely might make the playoffs. Um, obviously, if they just do what they did last year, they'll, they'll, they'll get there uh, pretty comfortably. But I just think in that wild card, the wild card competition in the American League is going to be very interesting. Um, I could definitely see, you know, a handful of somewhere between seven and eight teams all in that mix when the time comes. There's going to be two teams from the at least two teams from the American League East in the wild card mix, whether it be the Jays, the Rays, the Yankees, one of those, two of those three, I think, will be around that 500 or higher mark. I think that at least one team, whatever team is not winning the division in the American uh, League Central, um, either the Guardians, the Twins, the White Sox, one of those teams, I think, will be in the wild card hunt. Yep. And then uh, probably two teams 
Um, maybe three if the Rangers can get hot, but I think at least two teams in the Mariners and Angels in the West. Travis, there's not enough wild card spots to go around, right? Yep. So I think that if the Mariners just either have an injury or something goes wrong for them, I think that missing the playoffs is very realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, not in the, by no means a lock, but I think at plus one thirty, that's some decent value there. Um, you're getting a decent payoff if if they do miss the playoffs. And Angels to make the playoffs is plus one fifty five. So I think that there's just some interesting stuff there about who you might think makes the playoffs or misses out. But Travis, I think we should transition into our thoughts on some of these award winners. Um, obviously, at the beginning of the season, we want to kind of highlight who we think. Um, looks good who looks like they could come out with a MVP Cy Young rookie of the year so we'll just kind of get started with um, MVP and talk about AL and NL who do we think um, has a good chance to win or at least is a, is a, is a fun conversation and I have odds written down too for some okay. of these guys so perfect perfect do you want to start or should I go I can definitely get started um, and Alex I mean the big dogs are going to be Otani Judge and Trout of course um, I think Last I checked, was Otani like plus 200? Well, the number I have here for Otani MVP is plus uh, 190, so oh, right in geez. that range. Okay, so I, I mean, you're looking at basically doubling your money. So, you know, if you, you know, if you want to put 10 bucks down and take home 20, I mean, that's just kind of a moral victory. Like, yeah, yeah I picked them, but uh, Otani, you're going to have to put down a lot of money to make some, you know, decent money in return. Um, same thing kind of with judge and also with trout. I, 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 I just, I wouldn't do judge because if judge, re, if judge has a similar season, I just don't see the, the, I just don't see him getting the votes because people look at it as a regression. They're he'll just, have to, he'll have to get more home runs. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. He'll have or, to break his own record. And, and I just don't see the votes going to him if he has a worse season than what he did before. I, I just see the voters going to Otani for that one right there. But again, Otani with being so, so high, that's one where I, I probably wouldn't put money on, even though I, I definitely am just, I, what he can do and what he can offer, it, it just seems like it's it's just an easy lock that he's going to win the MVP, of course, with injuries. Uh, you know, injuries, of course, could affect it. But um, with the odds being that, that low, um, I, I I just I probably wouldn't I wouldn't put any money on it, Alex. Um, the ones guys that I the, the big three names I have circled, Alex, and that's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. plus fourteen hundred, Jose Ramirez plus sixteen hundred, and also Corey Seager plus twenty two hundred. Those are the three big names I like. I like the guys and I like the odds. I think those are really nice odds for some of those guys uh, to to have a big splash. Big thing I think we talked about with Corey Seager. No more shift, Alex. Let me check his numbers. He has had a monstrous spring training. I think his OPS is his OPS is at a one point one four seven. The batting average is at a four twenty three, uh, and the slugging is at a six. Sl- slugging is at a six seventy three. He had four home runs in spring training, Alex. So he's one guy that's definitely taking advantage of no shift. I like him a lot with the odds. I like him what he can do. I think that he can definitely have a huge breakout. Uh, with the Rangers so far, but then also with Vladdy, I think again, Vladdy missed his time uh, uh, two seasons ago. I think that he again can kind of just get back on that level and be the MVP vote getter. Jose Ramirez is a guy that I feel like has always just been coming in second or third place throughout his career in the MVP. I think he could have a monstrous year. Also pending, if the Guardians could get back and win the division, I think Jose Ramirez can definitely walk away with the MVP trophy. Um, 
but Otani with how valuable he is, it's it's definitely a daunting task for some of these guys to leap over what Otani can do. Um, but with Otani, with being a sports better, you're going to have to put down a lot of money. You know, you're looking at probably like 500 bucks because you want to take home a thousand bucks or you want to put down a hundred bucks. You want to take home 200 bucks. Um, that's the only thing with Otani. You're going to have to risk a lot more money to see a bigger payout. But AL MVP, Alex, you got any uh, top three names you want to circle or you like? Yeah, so we think differently and the same with some of these guys. Okay. Uh, I'll start with the same. Uh, Seager, we've talked about that before, Travis. Uh, he is one of the most logical candidates to take advantage of the shift. He hits the ball hard, which is a big component because you want to be able to beat the infielders um, depending on where they're lined up. He pulls uh, balls a lot of the time, and he, I think, is like pulled line drive rate, hard hit stuff. It's just very, very... Um, it's going to be conducive to getting to be to powering the ball through the, where the shift used to be. Right. And I think that, uh, not only is he going to take advantage of the new rules, I think also he hit the ball very, very extremely well last year and did not get the results. And I think there's due for a positive regression. He had a, one of his lower batting averages. I think in reality, it's going to live up there in the high, you know, 280, 290 range, somewhere like that. It doesn't make sense to me. Let me make sure I have his numbers up right here. But it's it's just too bad that um, he did not get the uh, the batted ball luck that I think that he should have based on how good a uh, quality of contact he has. So I have the numbers here. He had a 245 average last year. That's a, a career low. And I don't think it was because he's getting worse. I'm, in fact, I'm pretty confident that's not the case at all. Um, there's a over a 40 point gap between his uh, Woba and X Woba. So the X Woba just has to do with um, expected data based on how hard you hit the ball, your launch angle, all that stuff. Um, Travis, the two previous years, he hit a 149 WRC plus, a 146 WRC plus, and last year at a 117. He's going back up. I can tell you that much. He okay. is going back up. He also had a 4.5 fan graphs works. I think his defense improved in Texas. So I can just see uh, a lot of different paths from to be a seven war player or higher next year. And if he ends up just kind of being this kind of jack of all trades with, you know, good power, maybe even competing for a bang title. If maybe he's up, I mean, cause Travis, in 2020, 2021, both years over a 300 average, if he lucks into a 310, 315 average, he could be competing for a bang title. Kind of like how judge was right last year. Judge was like a second or third in American league batting average because he hits the ball so hard, and even though he's a power hitter, he's getting so many walks and hitting the ball so hard that a lot of the the, the base hits are even hit hard and, and very difficult for defenses to handle. So I do think that Seager could end up being this type of guy that has, you know, I'm thinking, you know, 35-plus home runs. Um, last year, he actually hit 33. I could see him even increasing that number. And, yeah, I think the average will definitely go up. So I like the MVP love you're giving to Seager. I think it's very... A very good bet. Um, where we disagree, Travis, is I really like Shohei Otani MVP mm -hmm. at plus. This is plus one ninety in my site. Okay. You had plus two hundred. I think that, like you said, it will be very difficult for Judge to win again. Um, and a big part of that is because it's a classic case where, in order to repeat, you really have to. Um, have that much bigger of a gap between your competition, I feel like. And I think there's no real way to put a gap between yourself and Shohei Otani. If he is healthy, it's just like the biggest lock to be a top three, right? And, and 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 if that's the case, um, I think 
you know, doubling your money on, on that type of situation makes a lot of sense. Like I already said, I think he's going to be an absolute ace on the mound this year. I'm thinking uh, Cy Young could be something he tries to target. If he wins a Cy Young and is a top three, four DH in baseball, how can you not give him the MVP? And maybe they'll give him a Cy Young and be like, we don't need to give him too many awards. So maybe can, can, can I can I parlay that? Cy Young MVP. <laughs> that probably be pretty. It probably be a pretty good payout. But um, I, I think that you know Mike Trout has the upside to win MVP, but he definitely um would have to play a full season healthy, which uh, has not happened in the last two seasons. And he would also have to um, keep up the center field defense, the speed. We know he doesn't really steal bases anymore, at least in the MLB level. He stole a couple of bags in the baseball classic. I wonder if that's part of a new philosophy or my gut says that it just has to do with the fact that those were like must-win games. Um, whereas the regular season, it's all, all about the marathon. Like we mentioned, you want to avoid injuries at all costs. Maybe in the playoffs, if Trout can make the playoffs, we'll start stealing a bunch of bags again. But um, I, can I, I, I will say the 6.3 war in 119 games. I mean, imagine you play a full season. I think Trout, if you were to have like a nine war season, then you're putting yourself back yeah. into that um, back conversation. Where, right, back where he was. So I think Otani, um, if Trout doesn't have like the the season where it all comes together like how he used to in the mid-2010s, and then a judge not being able to repeat, um, for obvious reasons, it's, it's very difficult to kind of get back to that level with the voters um, giving you that kind of credit. Mm-hmm. I think all signs kind of point to Otani being uh, a very, very, probably... I would say easily the safest choice to be a top three vote getter. And if that's the case, top three vote getter, then I really like um, your chances to, to come away with the win because obviously there's going to be someone you don't expect. Like one year it was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. who was in that conversation. In 2019, it was Bregman who kind of jumped out and was like a top three vote getter. So someone's going to kind of join that mix. But I think Otani is such a... Uh, there's a consistency he's kind of proven the last two years and in the baseball classic to where he doesn't let up on either side of the ball. So I am a very much pro Otani MVP, even though the payout, like you said, is not at a great uh, proportion. I do think that I mean, if you put enough money down, yeah. it's worth the bet. Um, you'll, you'll put 500. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You'll put 500 down. More than that. Yeah. Thousand? More. 2,000? Who knows? We'll have to see. Well, we'll have to see the next time we're in Vegas, Travis. But I also do like as my third pick, uh, Kyle Tucker MVP. Okay. It's more of a long shot. It's twenty-five to one plus uh, two thousand five hundred. I think that what Kyle Tucker offers is a real five-tool player. He's going to be on what is projected to be the best American League team. If the Astros are the best team and if he is the best player, then he will be in that conversation. Um, last year, your Don Alvarez had the, by far the best hitting on the team. That may continue, which may make it more difficult for Tucker to win the award. I'll say this. I'm not super, super loving the argument for Tucker just because Dusty Baker, as I've said many times, bat in six. bats on fifth and sixth <laughs> a lot of the time. Yep. It really comes down to how they decide to kind of construct the lineup. Um, he just he's gonna get less plate appearances. Plain and simple. If he's batting fifth, I, I would like to see maybe maybe you move Tucker up to second and have Jordan fourth and put Bregman in between them or something like that to, to split up the lefties. Yep. Something like that could make a lot of sense. But if, if Tucker kind of has all things go his way uh, in regards to health, in regards to um, the batting situation, he's gonna have a really good RBIs and runs because that lineup is gonna just mash like we know they will, like they do every year. If he ended up batting second for most of the year, I could really, really see him having just, you know, some sort of special 
you know, maybe like a 30 plus home run season. He can steal bags. I wonder if he'll take advantage of the, you know, new, uh, the new rules. But yeah, I think long story short, he's bringing you a five tool player. He could be in that six plus seven plus war range. And if the, uh, Astros are the best team and he is the best player, then I think he'll be in that conversation. So I'm just trying to hunt guys who I think are really due to yep. be in that conversation for like a, a finalist for the award. And when, when you're a finalist, Travis, you can win it. So yes, yes, th- that's, that's my thought process there. But one guy I did not mention, um, AL that I always, always put money on every single year, Alex, that's Byron Buxton. He's back at it with 25 to one odds, just like, uh, Kyle Tucker. The potential is there. Like you mentioned, the Twins, what if they just have a sneaky 90-win season? They win the American League Central, Byron Buxton, 9-war. Yeah. You know, I, I always look at a potential like that, and I say, you know what? I'm going to circle it. You're going to put, you know, 5, 10 bucks down. You're going to have a nice payout with Byron Buxton. So, again, I, I always look at a guy like him. Um, he's always, you know, he's always higher than 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 20-to-1 odds. I, I, I think last year he was at, like, 45-to-1 odds, plus 4,500, and it's like – would be stupid and not put money on Byron Buxton because he could just go off, like we mentioned a couple months ago, the potential. Um, if you have the potential, it seems like a guy you should be putting money on because you have to look at, of course, also with the team record. The Twins could be very sneaky this year, could win the division. That could really um, persuade a lot of voters uh, to moving towards the Byron Buxton uh, uh, fan, fan bus. But um, one thing I will bring up, Alex, before we head on to the NL MVP is a big question is – what happens if Shohei gets traded to the National League? I, I Again, I don't want to get on the whole Shohei trade blog right now, but I always wonder what would happen if he gets traded to the National League. Does that does that screw up his American League MVP chances if, if for some reason it's late July, Angels are struggling again, you know? You're looking at the, at what is going to happen the next couple of months because I, I know the, the worst thing for Angel fans is seeing Otani walk and nothing happens. Um, I, 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 it's just a question mark. I, I really wonder if that would pause your thinking with the uh, MVP. But I, from everything I've heard, the Angels are set in stone. They want this guy for the whole entire season. They want to extend this guy after the season. So um, it's just a thought that came to my head. Does that at all influence your decision at all with, with that? I think that it is definitely a... A lot of guys will put. Well, I'll, I'll say this: a lot of guys will be putting a lot of their money down for, at a, at a plus one ninety. So the, 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 I the, can just see the frustration. Yeah, the the reason. Yeah, what you're saying makes total sense. In that, I do think uh, you'll be screwed, right? Like if, if he switches <laughs> yeah, leagues, yeah. Um, not only for the betters, but just for Shohei, he'll be screwed because he won't even win NL. Like like yeah. just the voters. Are not, the voters yeah. are going to mess it up, right? They're not going to know what to do with him, and he won't be able to win. Uh, either AL or NL awards. So I think that that's just a really tough situation um, for Otani's uh, trophy case and for the betters who pick him. But I, Travis, my personal thought is Angels are not going to trade him. Yep. I think they'd have to be really, really down in the dumps at the deadline to trade him. I, I, I'm, I think Artie Moreno is all but said, the Angels owner, of course, that he does not want to be the guy who is known for trading, the guy who traded Otani. Um, Obviously, if it's very clear, Angels will not make the playoffs. Like, say, Trout and uh, Patrick Sandoval both are like season ending injuries or whatever, something you know, tragic and you know, knock on wood. But, um, I think that regardless of situation, they don't want to be the team that um, is known for the team that traded Otani. Um, obviously, letting him walk would be 
a much worse return. But even, but something that no one ever mentions, if you do let them walk, you still do have like a $30 million opening in your payroll for, for the next season. So it's not like um, that value is irreplaceable, right? Um, obviously, you want the prospect haul in return if you could get it. But my 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 gut feeling is that the Angels are trying to avoid the taboo of trading Otani at all costs. So we'll go ahead and see how that develops. Um, I don't want to get too much in the trade deadline stuff right now for obvious reasons. Um, but it is definitely something good to keep in mind when you're kind of thinking about who might win these awards if they could end up switching divisions or sorry, uh, switching leagues. But Travis, moving on to the National League here, a uh, handful of guys who are maybe a bit uh at some decent odds and then like one kind of long shot guy but uh, i'll start off here i think that soto at plus a 550 makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh, i think that he is someone travis who's just due for one of these right at some point he's gonna win one i think now is a good as time as ever um yes he's the favorite so maybe travis, i think our, our philosophy has always been like oh don't pick the favorite because you're not gonna get that much yeah. money <laughs> but 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 i mean you're getting five and a half times your money if he wins. Yeah, and I think yeah. that he has a really good chance to win. I think that he's on he, a really good team. <laughs> he's on a good team. He's going to be in the middle of the lineup. He's going to have tons of runs as a result. I think that he will benefit a lot from the shift rule because he is known for hard hit ground balls. Um, he has great exit velocity stuff, but the only trouble is kind of keeping the ball in the air for a big stretch of the season. So I think he's going to be beating the shift a ton um, or beating the, beating the fact that there's no shift. I think he's going to do great with that. Um, I think we're seeing a bit of a slip in his defense and all that kind of stuff. But I think if you're that good of a hitter, it's not going to be um, a big deal breaker for you. So I like the Soto at plus 550 um, here on DraftKings. I also really um, like, I already mentioned it, but I think it's Tatis at around plus 1,000. I just think yep. that if he plays 130 games, say, and like Travis, I think it was the Bryce Harper year when Harper won the MVP. He played like 130-ish yep. games because uh, all the guys who were in the top of that conversation missed some time. So if that's the same case this year, then Tatis might end up, you know, having the same amount of games played as all the guys in the conversation. And if that's the case, his talents kind of smash match up with anybody. I saw him, Travis, had a, a highlight reel throw from right field to third base in spring training the other day. I, I honestly can see a situation where, not, not a gold glove, because I don't think he's going to have the um consistency yep. in the outfield but he will have the flashy plays i think and that will capture um the minds of the media to some extent so i like tatis at a thousand plus a thousand uh also looking at some other guys i like um two more guys written down here both teammates i have austin riley at plus 1600 travis we've both been a little bit low on him throughout his career i just think there's a lot of guys ahead of him that i say you know what you know, Pete Alonso is ahead of Austin Riley in the odds, but I can see Riley being just pretty much the same hitter, but playing third base and being on a, you know, could he be the best uh, war guy on the Braves next year? I could see it. And maybe they have the best record in the NL. You know, I think Riley's a really good candidate. I think he's due for, you know, in the coming in the coming couple seasons, he will have a top three MVP finish, in my opinion. I think he could be, he could have the season that Machado had last year, you know, something like that. He won't have the defense, but offensively, at least I could definitely see him being a finalist. And then my last pick here for NL MVP, I like Matt Olson at plus 2,500. He is someone who will A, benefit from the uh, shift rules, but also beyond that, he just had an underperforming season last year, kind of like Seager, where um, the numbers weren't amazing last year. And I kind of I know that it wasn't because you played badly. Uh, I know that 
the guy we saw hitting with the A's is going to come back at some point. And if you put that level of hitter when he was an A, you put that batting third for the Braves or second for the Braves um, with you know Acuna batting before you, Riley batting after you, you're going to get that many more runs, RBIs. He has a chance to absolutely mash. So I like the Matt Olson at plus, you know, pretty much twenty-five to one odds for Olson. I'll put up, you know, ten bucks on that and see, see where it goes. Yep, yep. I, I, a lot of similarities in this one, Alex. Um, Juan Soto again. I, I, he's a guy that I think I always have to circle every year because I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, he's got to win. He's got to win one this year. He's got to get it this year. It's kind of like with Garrett Cole, uh, with the Cy Young. You almost feel like you almost got to circle him because he's always got the best odds every single year. And you're just thinking, OK, he, I can't see anyone else get it, but I, I can see him getting it this year. Juan Soto um, is definitely a guy I, I would circle as uh, as the MVP. Uh, the team is going to be very good. Um, he should shine. The only question mark is, is it too much star power on one team? Does that affect Machado? Does that affect Tatis? Does that affect Soto? Uh, th- that that's the only question I would have with the Padres. But I think Juan Soto again is is a clear cut favorite, um, especially in my book as well. To to put money on for an MVP, it just seems um, like a, like a concise pick. A guy like Mookie Betts, I would not just because I just I think we we've seen his peak already, and I don't think we're gonna get that kind of level of Mookie Betts. Um, again so i i i probably wouldn't lean away from mookie bets for the mvp i also put money uh on ron acuna jr again he's another guy like soto he's gonna provide you with uh i would think more of a of a i don't want to say more war alex but he's gonna get more stolen bases he might have a better defensive war with more outfield assists those kind of things that I could see Acuna really going off again. He, he's a guy, again, with the potential. He could have a stellar, stellar season if everything goes right. I know when he tore his ACL, things were going right that season, but uh, wasn't able to finish it with the injury. But Ronald Acuna Jr. is one guy. I'm really glad you pointed out Austin Riley as well. I have Austin Riley for the MVP. I just, I, I've, He's one of those guys I just feel like the voters just have a love affair with. I, I think a lot of guys like him. And and the war and the numbers are very, very good. Uh, he plays on a very good team in the Braves. I, I just think that uh, he's a very likable guy. And in some in some cases, this award is 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 a popularity contest. And, and if, if you like the guy, you're going to give him the award. So Austin Riley is another one. Um, those are the main three guys I, I did highlight uh, for, for this award. Austin, you know, I, I think Matt Olson, he has actually been having a pretty damn good spring training um, from everything that he's provided uh, with the with the power. So, uh, again, I, I, you highlighted him. Um, Jesus Christ, he's got a 1.5 OPS. So a slugging north of 1000. Alex, it's pretty good. So eight home runs in spring training. But does that mean that the power will dip? Did he maybe have a little bit of a spark for the first couple for the first couple of weeks of spring training? I don't know. So you you worried about it? Uh, <laughs> I'm not worried about it. He's a spectacular first baseman, but um, he's another guy, of course, to keep an eye on uh, as the season goes on. And you mentioned with the shift, I, I think uh, Matt Olson is uh, another tremendous pick. We didn't he didn't have the season we were all were thinking maybe last year. Uh, there was a little bit of regression, but I think that right. he can have a big bounce back. I think he, that he. Um, He's lurking in the shadows and it can make a big, big impact in 2023 and help this Braves team um, in a big way. But those are uh, those are my big three. The Riley, Acuna, Soto. Those are my big three. They're kind of obvious um, in terms of, you know, with with the odds. But 
I just feel like these guys are just the most comfortable guys to go with um, in in the uh, MVP MVP category. And with Soto, like you mentioned, I think it was like plus five fifty. You're still you know multiplying your money by five. That that that's a very good return if, if you think about it. So, um, moving on to Cy Young, Alex. Um, we'll start with the AL Cy Young, and I'll, I'll give you kind of my guys that I thought about for for this one. Um, two names, of course, I wanted to highlight. Uh, actually three names I'll highlight um ones I think kind of just a fun one but we can talk about that one I know you'll disagree with me but it's just funny with the odds (laughs) we might go back on the on the odds boost but three big names Luis Castillo at plus 1600 Carlos Rodon plus 900 I know he's on the IL right now um Shane Bieber plus 1200 um, those are the three big names I wanted to circle. I know you mentioned Otani. He's probably going to be on your AL Cy Young, but those are three big names I want to cover. I, I just, I think Luis Castillo, um, what he did last year with the, with the Mariners from when, when, when coming over, I, I think that he could be a, a huge, huge impact and, and really, uh, peak a lot of the voters in terms of, uh, getting their vote for the Cy Young this year. I, I mean, his, his stuff is electric. He's going to be on a good team. Uh, I think those are two very important recipes to winning this award. Um, Luis Castillo, Carlos Rodon, of course, as well. Being on the Yankees, he could be a guy that could win 20 games, um, have outstanding strikeout numbers. Uh, and then, of course, Shane Bieber. Um, he's been an electric and a fantastic pitcher for, you know, the better part of the last three years. So he, those are three big names with the odds also being very nice that uh, I wanted to circle. One I will say that's pretty funny, uh, Chris Sale, 7,500. <laughs> could he could he come back alex could he could he could he muster something left in the tank i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you that you know i mean i think you're kind of wasting the money on that no i I, I do think if you want to put five bucks on something that's like that um the payout would be that would be on on another level essentially yeah 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 it's it's always again another another big one you could see where you just said man like could he could it happen again i i'm i'm even if he has an amazing season, he'd probably finish third or fourth in the Cy Young. So I'm not even saying he's going to be able to, uh, you know, bring home that hardware. But he's one guy that was just kind of funny to look at. He still does not have a Cy Young to his name uh, and probably won't have a Cy Young to his name after the end of his career. But again, looking at the odds, um, I think he's healthy. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they never can be quite <laughs> sure. I, I do respect the long shot odds. I'll go ahead and, and rattle off my guys, okay. Travis. And then I also do have a bit of a long shot guy as well that we can talk about. So looking at first here, I already mentioned Otani. I think plus 1,200 Travis is a very favorable spot to kind of place a bet on Shohei. Uh, I already kind of covered him, so I'll just keep it rolling. I think Gosman plus 1,600 is a really good bet, too. I think last year he was the best pitcher for the Blue Jays. I think that um, Manoa got a lot of the love because of the ERA was a bit better, but I think that a lot of the underlying numbers really like Gosman. A couple of things that if if Gosman can just make it click, right, I think if he can just make sure the fastball, I think it was it got hit really hard last year. If he can just... Um, avoid the hard contact or maybe just get some luck you know and uh, kind of turn some of those uh those barreled balls into you know pop outs or anything like that already know his splitter does work or his split change or whatever that is um it's gonna do work and he just um had a, a really special season last year that went under the radar because the era had some bad luck factored into it so i like gosman 
Um, and Travis, another guy I actually like is Christian Javier plus 1800. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm not, uh, I'm not like this sort of firm believer in him. He's not like my guy by any means, but I think that at that number, it's a pretty good spot. A lot of smart people have been kind of buzzing about him. Um, and so I just think it's, it's, it's a nice spot to be. I think that he has a very solid chance to be a better pitcher than Framber Valdez going forwards. Uh, I just like the, uh, he just has a really good pitch mix, I think. And I think the fastball uh, has a chance to be devastating. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that plus 1800 is a pretty good spot um, for him. Oh, actually, I actually have one more guy who's before the long shot. McClanahan at plus 1200 is also, I think, you're getting a chance to have an absolute true ace what, at 12-1. Twelve, 12 to one. Okay, McClanahan. Okay. okay, I think anytime you can get like a real a guy who has a very, in my mind, it's a I would say it's a really good shot. Like it's a really good shot that he's in that conversation late in the season. Definitely for over ten to one odds. I like that. You know, it's something I'm gonna I'm gonna circle. Um, so I like that. It's, I think it's an interesting pick. Um, but Travis, the long shot one that I mentioned, it's not even on DraftKings. <laughs> he's not even on DraftKings. Was sale on on the oh, site? Oh, I know where you're gonna go. Yeah, our team, our our boy. We're talking about our boy Travis. Yeah. He's only on FanDuel. Reed Detmers, AL Cy Young, uh, plus. Oh, I thought you were gonna go Patrick Sandoval. No, no, I'm going to Reed Detmers. Okay. Plus twenty thousand. So, ten bucks. Or sorry, a hundred bucks would turn into twenty k. Of course. Be fun. That be is Travis. Very unlikely. Obviously, look at the odds. I mean, MGM uh, and DraftKings are not even doing a. They're not even giving you any odds. Only FanDuel is brave enough. Um, Travis. Do I think he's going to win the award? No. Do I think it's uh, a small chance? No. It's a minuscule, tiny, tiny chance. But, Travis, he has shown, shown so many good signs, um, second half of last season and then in spring training as well, that I couldn't be higher on what Reed might do this season. Obviously, as a really young guy, he was just drafted in 2020, uh, 10th overall pick. I think there's a chance he might have more ups and downs, maybe more learning curves. But if he manages to make it this season where he pieces, pieces it all together, he can be an ace in my opinion. And Travis, this is data from just today. He's currently pitching. He already got pulled from the game. He gave up three earned runs in two and two-thirds against the Dodgers um, at Angel Stadium in the last pre, uh, preseason game. But I don't really care about the earned runs. What I do care about is his fastball topped out at 97.5, Travis. His slider... Tapped, topped out at 92 miles an hour. Degrom. The, the, these were numbers he was not remotely in the ballpark of last year, right? Not even close. Apparently, his slider is up 5.3 miles per hour. It's like that is something that uh, is. It just stands out off the page so much to me. Um, his changeup also at 86, and his curveball was even up three and a third miles, 3.3 miles an hour. So I just see so much that I like about Detmers adding this extra velocity. Um, he, re he reworked his slider halfway through the season last year in the minors, and when he came back, it, it's a very tight, fast slider. It's not one of these sweepers that some of these guys are developing. Um, I think it's just a really good complement to his other uh, breaking balls. Like the curveball is his famous thing. It's like a big, slow, looping pitch combined with the tight slider, combined with the fastball that's now hitting 97 and a half miles an hour. If that And the minimum, the minimum was only 95, so he's now firmly averaging like 96 plus on the fastball if that's what we can expect this season from him travis then i'm i'm thinking there's no reason why he should not be um i'm not gonna jump to ace quite yet but he should be a really good pitcher this year yep. and i think at you know if i told you you can get plus twenty thousand odds 
you know, I'll put a dollar on it, right? I'll, I'll, Easily. I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll put a little bit of uh, juice on it and see what might happen. But I am, I am, uh, I really couldn't be higher on Reed Detmers um, for the 2023 baseball season, Travis. I, I really do love those long shots, much like Corbin Carroll. Uh, I think I messaged you a couple of days ago or a week ago, and, and me and you have both been raving about what Detmers has been doing this spring, um, the strides that he's making. Uh, it is really impressive. It's what I think is going to just really make this rotation that much better and and, and that much deeper. Um, years past, I know we're talking about Angels, but years past, it always felt like maybe one or two guys have major league stuff. It just feels like right now we have four very high-quality starting pitchers, Otani, Patrick Sandoval, Tyler Anderson, and Reed Detmers. So I'm glad you put something on that because he, Plus twenty thousand, I'd be doing the same thing right now as yeah, well. Yeah, if we were in Vegas and we saw those odds, like, yeah, uh, here's a here's a here's a Chris Fiver, here's a Lincoln. Yep, yeah, exactly. But, but uh, I, Travis, I didn't bring it up, and we won't get into it. But I honestly do feel like that top four that you mentioned just now is one of the it has to be one of the best in baseball, in my opinion. I don't I don't want to act like too much of a homer here, but think about a, a rotation that goes four deep at that level. I think yeah. that maybe if you're not that familiar with Sandoval and Detmers, you might not really buy the hype, but both those guys have been really legit so far, and uh, Anderson just has to kind of not even do what you did last year. Just give me a yeah. solid, you know, see if you can give me a below a three five year rate, and that, that, that I'd be I'd be pretty happy with that if you can just stay um, making consist- consistent starts. But Travis, let's keep it rolling to the National League, um, so we can wrap this up in short order here. Uh, my two, I have two guys written down. Okay. Um, the first one I have is another favorite, Corbin Burns plus. Uh, 550 okay. Cy Young odds. I he for me, Travis. He's like the Juan Soto of pitchers for that league. I think he's just the favorite for a good reason. I think he's the best pitcher in the NL, and there's a gap behind him. And that, that's my opinion. I think a lot of the other candidates have a flaw with their resume in some way, whether it be um, age in guys like Scherzer and Verlander, um, whether it be, um, you know, I think Sandy Alcantara going back to back could be very difficult, especially because I'm a bit more sold on Burns is like long-term consistency. Um, Strider, I do like what he brings to the table a lot. I'm a bit, I have to kind of see him reach that innings pitch threshold first. We already know Burns can do that. He did it last year. Um, And then looking at just the other names here, you know, uh, I just feel like he's a step above guys like Freed, um, Wheeler, etc. So I, I like Burns a lot. And the other name I have circled here is plus 1,200, Aaron Nola. I'm high on Nola. Um, I always have been. I feel like he's due to be uh, in the top two or three of this conversation. The only reason why I'm worried about uh, him, Travis, is because the defense behind them is not very good. It will be better this year. I think Trey Turner... Um, and Stott in the middle infield for the whole season could be a really good defensive duo, at least very solid. Marsh, if he gets the most of the center field time, he's a good defender as well. Um, but I, in both corners, you're going to have pretty much Castellanos and Schwarber the whole season. You're going to have Bohm at third probably the whole season. Um, so not a lot of promise on the outsides of the of the defense. So I, I think that he's also not, not like a deadly strikeout guy. He's really good at avoiding walks instead. As kind of his claim, he kind of beats you in the zone. So I think that there's a lot of things to like, but I definitely have some concern there. So I really think that Burns is like my true pick mm-hmm, of like, mm-hmm. this is the guy I'm putting all the money on is Burns. Yeah, we think alike. Uh, Burns is a guy that um, as well money on. He he seems kind of like a Juan Soto where it's like there's there, there's 
it's it's not it's not a lock but it, it's just it's very close to one so uh burns being nl cy young he's already done it before he can eat up innings um the numbers are just going to always be consistent um another guy alex could be a trade possibility at the uh trade deadline i know people are speculating i know people have already predicted that burns will end the season with the la dodgers <laughs> so that could really enhance his uh nl cy young numbers and uh and, and his odds just because he'll be playing for such a dominant team in the dodgers um and then again also i bring up the question with if he goes to the al does that affect anything in that way but i know we're not thinking about that right now i also have spencer strider circled i have aaron nola circled and i have zach wheeler circled those are the three guys as well adding on to the list um i think i just really drank the kool-aid last year in the playoffs and i'm, I'm really digging the zach wheeler and aaron nola uh pitching performances right now so i think that those guys can really um continue the momentum and also i think their team's going to score a lot of runs i think both those guys have a chance to get 20 25 wins <laughs> just by how much offense is going to be coming out of that uh of that phillies order um some sad news we didn't really cover too much on it but reese hoskins will be missing the entire season alex M. this kind of goes back to our topic a couple weeks back with injuries in world baseball classic well there also are season ending injuries in spring training as well it's just a thing that happens but uh hopefully he can have a speedy recovery and can be ready for next year's opening day he had a torn i think it was torn acl as well uh fielding a ground ball but um going back to the phillies i just see their offense being so stellar trey turner being a huge huge uh, area in that in that lineup and then also with schwarber um, when Harper comes back, he'll be very nice to fill in as well. But, um, Spencer Strider, I think also being another big pick, I think that just with the strikeouts playing for the Braves, um, with the velo that he offers, I, I, I like the numbers. I also like what he can play. We could bring in a full, uh, MLB season. I anticipate him playing a full MLB season. So he's another guy I wanted to keep an eye on, but with Burns also being one of the clear favorites, I um I, I like that pick as well. I, I'm with you. I don't think uh, Sandy can make a, you know, uh, a back-to-back -back Cy Young case. I think he could still be a very good pitcher. I just don't know if he's going to have the back-to-back -back numbers. It's very hard to do. So um, those are my big four guys I wanted to talk about with the NL Cy Young. A lot of guys coming out of the NL East. I think the NL East is pretty stacked this year when it comes to the starting pitching. And that's also with Verlander and Scherzer being in that same division. I just don't anticipate those guys, of course, being on... Uh, I don't anticipate Verlander being on 2022 level. And I don't anticipate Scherzer... Um, pitching a full season, you know, 34 starts, not missing any games. I think there'll be a little bit of bumps here and there could be for both guys. So I don't want to anticipate um, them getting any, any votes for that, uh, for that Cy Young or at least any first place votes. So rounding it out, Alex, let's finish up with the rookie of the year. Um, we'll start at the NL. Um, I know I covered Corbin Carroll. I think he is the favorite. If I'm not mistaken, it might be Jordan Walker, but some of the, th the three big names I circled, um, were Jordan Walker, uh, plus 700, um, Miguel Vargas, plus 900, and Ellie De La Cruz, plus 1600. Um, I think Ellie De La Cruz is, people are talking about him as almost being like an O'Neill Cruz. Um, the power, the speed, all being spectacular. So I can see Ellie De La Cruz, if he were to come up sometime during the year, he could be a huge impactful player again some of these guys i just don't know when they're going to come up that could really also hurt your pick right um alex what's funny last year uh the the winner um harris was his first name michael michael harris he wasn't even on 
the odds for a lot of these websites for that. So it's it's funny where if, if you were to be at plus 5,000, you would have made a lot of uh, some really good money for picking him. He came out of nowhere. So there's a lot of guys that definitely come out of nowhere um, and, and win these awards. But that's my top three, um, not including Corbin Carroll. I think, again, like Otani, much like Otani, his odds were so good, I just kind of stayed away from it. Uh, but I had Jordan Walker, Miguel Vargas, Dodgers, and also Ellie De La Cruz uh, for this year's NL Rookie of the Year. What about you, NL? Yeah. Um, so, Charles, I hope that you placed your bet on Jordan Walker about a week ago because I believe his odds shot up. Um, right now he's at plus 360, and that's because okay. he made the team. I put him at plus 700, so... So then that means you you have a chance to make some big bank because uh, bucks. you you were ahead of the you were ahead of the curve there because yeah essentially Jordan Walker um it was announced that he will be breaking camp with the team which is a great news for him I am curious to see how they use him at the everyday corner outfielder maybe DH I'm not exactly sure but we know Nato's the third baseman so we'll see how that goes but yeah for 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 my picks for NL DA for, for sorry for NL rookie of the year Travis um, I have two guys written down, and they are both Dodgers. So shout out to Dodger fans. I have Miguel Vargas as well. All he's done is really mash. Um, I think he has an immediate spot in the Dodgers uh, infield situation here because he can probably play a bit of first, second, third. I think they're going to need him at second base quite a bit with Lux going out. It'll probably mean a lot of time for Rojas to play short, and I could see Vargas getting a lot of the time at second base. Um, obviously Freeman and Muncy can be the corner infielders. So I think that um, he will be pretty much an everyday fixture. And like you said, play time, when you get called up, how often does the coach put you in the lineup? Those are factors that really impact the rookie of the year race. And I think that being good enough from the jump to kind of earn your keep is something Vargas is going to be good at because he's um, already ex already uh, shown great discipline. Travis, I don't know if you saw the memes that were going around, but the first few at the first few games of his spring training, coach told him, "You're not swinging. You're just gonna watch the pitches." Did you see that? He's in the box, literally not swinging. Oh Every, no! Everyone knew he wasn't swinging, and he walked like four times. Huh. Wow. He had his bat on his shoulder, and the pitchers couldn't throw strikes to him. So, obviously, that that's just that's more of a fun thing, not really a big of a plus on Vargas, but it kind of goes to show that he's really taking um, the plate approach seriously. The other guy, Travis, I have circled is also a Dodger. Um, it's a guy who's lower on the list, a bit more, more of a long shot. James Outman, 40 to 1, plus 4,000. I do mm. I do like him a lot. I think that it's not a lock that he's an everyday player from the jump, so it may might not be as big of a of a you know slam dunk, but I think that he's really hit the ball well at every single level he's seen so far. Um, like literally there's no hiccups. If you look at 2018 in rookie ball all the way till last year in AAA and even the majors, he has like an above, uh, he has like a, a 110 or higher WRC plus at every single level. And it just got higher and higher in 2022, AAA 144 WRC plus. He had almost a 300 average, almost a 400 on base and over 600 slugging. Um, he just really knows how to match the ball. He had 15 homers in uh, almost 60 games. So I think that there's tons to like about his bat. And I think a lefty in that outfield is something they don't really have. Um, a lot of the outfield, a lot of the outfield innings will probably be taken by obviously Mookie Betts, but also, um, you'll have, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Who's, uh, Chris Taylor will be an outfielder for them quite a bit. But, um, I think that Outman ends up proving probably a bit more, um, 
I think he earns a spot over Hayward and maybe Peralta too. I think those guys can definitely contribute, but I think Outman as a kind of a guy of the future, he's 25. He's probably ready to kind of enter um, his MLB playtime. Uh, so I think that he's a really uh, sneaky pick at 40 to one. So um, that is very nice. Yeah. It, he's got it, some good power. I think that there's lots to like there um, as, as, a, as a lefty bat in that outfield. So moving on to American league, Travis, um, it, it's fun to mix up favorites with long shots just because last year, Travis, like you mentioned, the two big NL guys were Strider and Harris, who were complete long shots, like not no names, but just guys who no one had penciled in um, in the NL. And then the AL was won, won, won by the chalk favorite in Julio Rodriguez. Everyone kind of yep. thought that he would win, and he won, of course. But looking at the AL this year, Travis... One kind of chalk pick I'm going with is Masataka Yoshida. He's got the second best odds tied currently on DraftKings plus 500. I just think he's already a proven pure hitter. I believe he set the record for most RBIs in a World Baseball Classic tournament. Mm. If you're already that level of hitter, I can just trust that when you get to your American League, uh, you know, games against these, uh, you know, other top, you know, Essentially, you've already shown me you can do it against the best pitchers in the world. So I, I have that kind of faith in him. Uh, and then my other pick, Travis, is more of a long shot. It's going to be Logan O'Hoppy, 17-1. I just think that um, a big factor here is are you going to break camp with your team? Are you going to be an everyday player with your team? And I think, we, Travis, first of all, we do know it's confirmed. Logan O'Hoppy will be breaking camp with the team. Yes. He will be starting on the big league roster. He also, I heard, is confirmed opening day player which is um you know it's already a conducive sign that they like seeing him catch otani because otani will be the opening day starter um so that's a plus for them also it shows that they have faith in him over the other options of course max stassi is starting a season on the il and matt dice has not been a proven mlb catcher as of yet so i think that a lot of their chips are on ohapi being the guy at least one of the guys and so if he just kind of proves it with the bat and the glove that he's there to stick around and be their guy, then they're going to let him play as much as he can, I feel like. So with that in mind, I think he's a good bet to really get a lot of the mileage here. But uh, go ahead and give me your picks before we discuss. Yeah, Yoshida is a excellent pick just because what we saw in the World Baseball Classics, Alex, the, the plate discipline's already there. Um, it, it's so spectacular to see. So that will be fun to watch him go at it this year as a rookie in the majors. Um, two big names I circled, of course, are uh, Gunnar Henderson, who, of course, is the favorite on Caesars to win it, uh, plus 300 with the Orioles um, playing. I think it's either a shortstop or second base. He might, might be even third base as well. He's he's going to be probably playing around the uh, around the diamond on the Baltimore Orioles. But I like him. I also like Grayson Rodriguez. I just feel like at times there are starting pitchers that are able to just burst into the MLB and have immediate success. He is the the highest ranked starting pitcher on um out of these uh, other players right now so he is one guy i circled uh grace rodriguez for american league rookie of the year also his teammate gunner henderson american league rookie of the year i just like both those guys with the orioles um making a big impact uh, uh I for, think for those teams those are both good picks um the, the, there was some bad news today actually grayson um is starting the season in the minors and a lot of people who never mind <laughs> a lot of people who i mean it's still i mean maybe he makes no two, yeah he two makes, three he starts yeah, and jumps yeah. back up but it, it's one of these things where um a lot of the comments were saying that uh, from the coach were saying that you know they were hoping to see more from him in spring and a lot of you know smart baseball people were kind of saying dude you're crazy like his not only not only 
Has he proven it in the minors in the past? Um, and he's like a top, top prospect, but also some of his stuff um, in the in spring training was really uh, looked really promising. So yeah, yeah. I think that um, I think Kyle Gibson's their opening day starter, which probably angered a lot of people thinking this guy's 30 something and he's he's starting opening day. Let's I mean, let's give the let's get Grayson Rodriguez and Adley battery mates right. They're starting opening next day. We generation. Can, we can, we can see here. the future right here. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But but Travis, that pretty much wraps up our kind of talk on all of these bets it's fun stuff yeah i wanted to ask you a quick question it was announced that both anthony volpe and jordan walker are breaking camp with their teams was, that was the big news i think yesterday if you had to pick one who will have the bigger impact uh, i'm putting on the spot by the you way know, I, this was I, not- I said jordan walker but i pardon me just thinks volpe because he will be a shortstop. He'll be a shortstop. He'll, you can pencil him into yep. uh, that lineup. I think. Yes. Uh, in an everyday role, whereas I think Walker might have, you know, obviously if he some ma- growing pains here and if, there. If he mashes from the jump, then he's going to be an everyday player. But you know, they have Cardinals have outfielders yes. and DH candidates, yes. so he might have to really earn his keep. Yep. Whereas Volpe at shortstop, all you have to do is be better than kind of left line. You Correct. got the job. So. Correct. Um, it's, Alex, a, it's a fun thought. I will ask you this. Again, no Pakoda, no Fangraphs. Let's just rattle it out. Who wins the American League East? The Blue Jays. Okay, who wins the American League Central? The Twins. West. Houston. Who are your three wild cards? Three wild cards will be the Yankees. <laughs> the Mariners and the Angels. Very nice. Very nice right there. National League, who wins the National League East? Stacked division. The Braves. The Braves. Who is Central? Brewers. Brewers. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. West. Dodgers. Okay. Three wild cards, National League. Padres. Mets. It's either Cardinals or Phillies. I'm going to lean... Cardinals because Phillies have injury problems. Wow, that's my, I like that's, it. That's, that's I my like prediction. it. You you shocked me. Shocked Your turn. The world right go. There. Your turn. Go. <laughs> I will say this is this. I like I like Toronto winning the East. Um, again, I like Minnesota winning the Central. I like Astros winning the West. Alex, I, I we're pretty spot on with it that the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Um, I just don't see them winning the division. I also see Seattle making the playoffs, and I see also. The Angels winning, making the playoffs as well. So we have a very, we have exactly the same in the American League side um, of terms. And then of course, me. the National League. I see the Mets winning the division. I see the Cardinals winning the division. I see the Padres winning the division. I see the Dodgers. I see the Phillies, and I see the Braves making the wild card. Fun times, Travis. Opening day is right around the corner, folks. Uh, Travis, we have to get going now. We have a draft to complete. Who will be the fantasy uh, champion? We'll have to find that out in our next episode of who has the better draft between you and I. But we're in the same league, and it's time to go be uh, competitors now. So, uh, folks, if you made it this far, we appreciate you so much. Could not be more excited for opening day. We'll get back to you guys next week with our update on the first series of the 2023 regular season. Talk to you guys soon. Presented by Tool Tools Podcast. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.